which I do. I do take some time off. I go to the movies. I that's good. Play D and D. Yeah, uh, I yeah. know that you hate D and D. I don't hate it. I'm just bad. At, I just, <laughs> it's just not me. Okay, I don't. I don't hate it. I it's just okay. hate it. You're for allowed me. to hate it. No, that's fair. That's that's a great distinction and totally fair. <laughs> there are plenty of things I hate for me. Podcast with me, Emily Einelander. And me, Corinne Kalaski. Hello. We are mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. And today we have Nellie McKesson with us. Hey Hi. guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> well, we're going to interview you about yourself and your career in publishing. Yep. But first, um, I have to continue to fulfill my promises <laughs> of course. to uh, read reviews that you all give me. Mm-hmm. So I have one here that no, that does not have an assigned um, impression or accent no. to it. So no. um, you all have to torture me now. Okay. Oh, we have to pick one? Yeah. Shit. You're like, uh, okay. Oh, wait. I should have thought about this before. <laughs> she's all, she's uh, like, okay, I have. What like, about these- like Russian? Oh, Russian. That's Is good. that a good one? Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Well, it's only two sentences. Okay. So that should be fine. Okay. For the record, I'm. Oh, you've listened. I'm very bad at this. <laughs> she knows. Oh, this is going to be bad. No, it's fine. It'll, just be, <laughs> it'll be funnier that way anyway. When I did the Irish accent, JT was like, you're so inconsistent. Oh. Uh. <laughs> God, I see. Like I'm just a, yeah. gonna go to Werner Herzog again. Yeah, is, that's fine. Okay. He and I share a birthday, by the way. Oh, wow. I know, isn't that awesome? That's yeah, exciting. right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go <laughs> of on. Of course, he's a <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I've got his Henry Rollins. Oh, I also have Freddie Mercury. It's a good birthday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying Who to think do you of have? Who? I have no idea. No, we'll look it up. After yeah. Okay. This. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have Jerry Springer too. <laughs> Same Why you just stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never stop. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Wait, was he or not the father or was that Montel? Oh, that was Montel. Oh, no, that was Maury. Maury. Was yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. HPS covers the full... S- nope. <laughs> 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 hey, we can pick a different accent. Yeah, no, no, I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm like trying to picture like Villanelle. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. she's so Do you pretty. want me to try to do it? <laughs> yeah. You want me to try yeah, it? I'll yeah. try. I'll this try. One. Okay. It's like for um, book lovers. Okay. HPS covers the full yes. spectrum of book people from self publishers to traditional and everything in between. The snark gives a boost as well, but there's plenty of sincerity as well. Oh, that was all right, right? That was great. Oh, thank that you. That was amazing. Thank you. Well, yeah. you know now that you can torture both of us. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't You're know I fucked. had that, right? I know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You're fucked. Uh, all right. Well. Wasn't that lovely? That was amazing. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we launch into this interview, Corinne? I don't think so. No. 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 
Yeah, I don't have any like fun news or anything, really. Oh, I'm going to see Michael McDonald in two weeks. There you which go. Which I'm very excited about. And Chaka Khan. Oh, my gosh. I imagine more people are excited about her. Yes. I'm more excited about Michael McDonald's, which is whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'll balance out. Although I, I feel like I'll be like one of like 10 people at the show who are excited to see Michael McDonald. But it's fine. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, um, that's pretty much all I have to say. See, you had great news. I did have great news, right? I we did. also went and saw Midsummer. Oh, we oh, did? I just saw it yesterday. Oh. I loved it. Wasn't it amazing? Right? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Great ending, Oh, right? my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. so sad. It's yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Hereditary before that, though? I did see Hereditary. I liked Midsummer more. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> I do think that director is really good at capturing the feelings of like grief and trauma which was yeah. in both of those movies mm-hmm. um, absolutely and yeah. he just did an amazing job yeah yeah, yeah. one of them i want to watch again yes uh-huh. same <laughs> i did rewatch hereditary the other day just to get psyched and i was like oh yeah i still feel the same way about yeah. this movie mm-hmm. we watched yep. it with um our friends mm-hmm. and we were all hyping it up but we watched it in the middle of the afternoon oh, and she yep. does not have blackout curtains no. and the one part you know yeah, that one I know part, the part. Yeah. i know the part you couldn't see it yeah because the calibration on the tv like wasn't oh, contrasted enough and it was too light in there. And she and Corinne's like sees me just going, no, no. <laughs> they can't see it. They can't see it. And then I'm like, the whole movie's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like the pivotal moment. Right. Like, right. That was like when everyone in the theater started whimpering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. That and like the 10 minutes after that of like, the discovery period. Yeah. I yeah. almost had to walk out of the theater because I was just like, this is too intense. Yeah. I've never yeah. said as many words during a movie <laughs> as loud as I did. Yeah. <laughs> you did say a lot. That's true. All right. So, um, Kryn, let, let's get into this, Nelly. Yeah, let's We're get gonna into it. We're going to ask about you. Great. <laughs> Kryn, you start. You All have right. the icebreaker question. Yes, my favorite question. All right. So tell us about your adorable cat on your Twitter feed. Oh, my best friend. Um, her name is Cool Runnings. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. That's incredible. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> yeah. So the story behind that is she uh, followed one of my coworkers home in February, um, Gosh, I guess it must have been 2016. Um, and my coworker came into work the next day and was like, this cat followed me home. Who will take her? And yeah. I volunteered. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, it just brought to mind that whole scene in the movie of the guys going to Canada and like being freezing. And uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So... February. Yeah, February. <laughs> she's a cute little kitty. She Aww. shouldn't be outside in yeah. New York on the street yeah. in uh-huh. February. Yeah. She's a tuxedo, right? Yes, she's a tuxedo. Uh, I have one of those too. Oh, they're so wonderful. They really are. Black hats mm-hmm. and tuxedos are probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Her childhood mm-hmm. cat was a tuxedo. Aww. Her name was Dinah. Oh, that's a great name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, book book stuff. Book stuff. Book stuff. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> How did she make the was that in that was in New York? That was in right? New York, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um she acclimated very quickly. I actually ended up having a party. I guess it must have been my birthday party, um, maybe a week after I got her and yeah. she just came out and was walking around Aww. saying hi to everyone. She mm-hmm. loves being around people. Ugh. 
Um, she gets very sad when I'm not home all the time. So yep. I think she's yeah. a lot happier now than I work from home a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. That was the move yeah. for her. Oh, she hated it. Oh yeah. my gosh. That was a very stressful time for both of us. Yeah. So I had to, I actually sent her West before I came West. Um, mm. So I sent her on the airplane by herself in oh. her carrier. She, she hates cars. She mm-hmm. hates her carrier. Yeah. I can only imagine how much she hated the actual airplane. Um, and then my parents picked her up on the other side mm-hmm. and she lived with them for a couple months before she came down to Portland. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I felt so heartbroken to do that to her. Was she mad at you afterward? Um, I don't think so. She's a cat, so they, yeah. they forget pretty quickly. They do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yep. Uh, and she got fattened up by my parents. They're good grandparents, so they fed her a lot of treats. And Aww. Yeah. Yeah she, yeah. she was pretty happy by the time we were reunited. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> did, did your parents, like, message you and go, she's so mad at us right Yeah. <laughs> No, she did have to hang out in the bathroom for a few days, though, oh. to like stop peeing on things. Oh, uh, sure, yeah, the rage, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. the rage. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Nellie. Well, will you please tell us about your path to the book publishing world? How you came to that conclusion that that's what you wanted to do? Sure. So. As with probably most of you, I was very much a book nerd as I was growing up. Um, I read a lot. I remember a lot of trips to the library with my mom when I was little. Did you spend all your childhood summers in the library? Oh, yeah. Oh, Me yeah. too. Me too. Yep. Just checking. Okay, yep. go on. Sorry. We would spend hours at the library, <laughs> and then I'd come home with this crazy stack of books. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I discovered a lot of great books that way. Um I remember actually in seventh grade, we had this like field trip day where you could pick a special field trip to go on. And it was like, go to the water park mm-hmm. or go to like the science center. And I picked read alone in a classroom for a day. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> they allowed that? It was one of the options. That's awesome. So like no that's teachers or anything? The teacher was there too, but oh. we just like, we just brought a ton of snacks and we all just like sat in our corners. I brought a blanket. I was reading the Once and Future King at the time. So I just Hi. worked my way through it. I don't know that book. Oh, it's by E.B. White. Oh, uh, it's a classic. I read the classic either. King Arthur tale. Oh, okay. I haven't read that either. No. It's uh, a, you know, just it's old. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to get through. Sure, sure. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's the classic story. <laughs> yeah. Just the elements of style and Charlotte's Oh, book. my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I That's so just forward thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, true. Let's have something for the introvert. Totally, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's true. I, I admire them for giving us an option like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then uh, fast, fast forward, uh, I went to college at this school called St. John's College, not St. John's University. I'm seeing fierce nods. <laughs> um, so it's a, this tiny, tiny school. They have two campuses, one in Annapolis, Maryland, and one in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I actually went to both of them. Uh, but each campus only has about 400 students, and it's this set curriculum where you just read the great books of philosophy all through history. Um, you start with like the ancient Greeks with Homer and the Iliad, mm-hmm. and then you work up to um, more modern fiction. Like we got to Flannery O'Connor, um, and we also read you know classic science works. We read like mm-hmm. Newton's um, Principia and uh, math books like Euclid's Elements. Oh, wow. um, so lots of books, 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 books. Yeah. 
Uh, I remember um, getting a lot of information from them when I was in high school. Oh, um, I'm sure. And I was like, this looks amazing. I really want to go. And my dad had gone to the um, uh, academy in, uh, oh, in, an- Annapolis. in Annapolis. Oh, wow. For a semester, and then he missed my mom and came back and went Aww. to University of California. Santa Barbara <laughs> instead. But he was there long enough to be like, those guys were the guys from that college were dicks, and I hated them. <laughs> That's so funny. There definitely was a rivalry between our our campus and the academy. Um, yeah. And we had a croquet game against each other every year. And a croquet yes, game. Yes, that was the only organized sport that we had at our school was croquet. Wow. Um, and we played against the Naval Academy, uh-huh. and usually we won. Sometimes they won, which was very upsetting for us because as non-athletic book people, <laughs> sure. like, that was our one thing. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It it was great, though. I really loved it. It was actually my dad found out about it because uh, we lived in Baltimore for a time when I was younger. And one of the students was going door to door selling those like great books sets. Oh, yeah. Um, So my dad just started talking to him and found out about the school and just like saved it in his memory until I was old enough for college. And then he was like, this is the school you should go for. Uh, And he was right. Did he like see you as a child and kind of go, I know what's going on here. I think so. I think so. I always had a lot in common with him. So yeah, (laughs) he, he pinpointed me as the weak link. (laughs) But the weak becomes the strong. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, So anyways, again, flash forward a couple of years and I was ready to actually get a job. um, And I had moved to Boston just sort of on a whim. Um, and I knew that Boston was a big publishing town and I knew that I liked books, which is like the lamest reason to get into publishing. But there we go. I mean, if you don't, you end up being one of those people that everyone is everyone else in publishing is just like they're a monster. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. Hate books. Why yeah. are they here? Yeah, that's true. And then they make all the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's right. They're at the top of the food chain with everyone beneath them uh, hating them. Yep. So true. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's my path to publishing. I didn't and know Boston was a big publishing. Oh, yeah. Place. Oh, I just, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I yeah. am mm-hmm. the neophyte here. Well, it's yeah. just because you're on the West Coast. True. I've yeah. never left the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually don't know much about the West Coast publishing scene, which has been fun to discover mm-hmm. as I've moved back here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's There's a big scene in like the Bay Area. There's yeah, a lot of okay. publishers down there. Like I worked for a couple down there. Um, and then here... And that's kind of it. I mean, well, that's not true. There's a couple in LA. Like, I think of maybe just a handful, very few. Um, but I only know that because of the lady who, like, took a picture oh, on the street. <laughs> what? Yeah. There was a woman who um, had a book deal with this weird pu- publisher in Los Angeles. And then her distributor, who was another d- distributing company in Rare Los Bird. Angeles, Right. Rare bird. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Like Tara would just be telling the story. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> um, she took a picture of a woman eating her lunch. Mm-hmm. who like worked on the train and was like, excuse me, boss of this woman. Oh, like, why no. is she eating? And it was, oh, a, it was no. a black woman. Oh, and it yeah. was just like, everyone's oh, just like, you're a monster. Why are you yeah. like snitching on this woman who's just hungry? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And so her distributor yeah. dropped her. And it was all LA people, and that's pretty much all I know about LA yeah. publishing. Yeah, wow. if yeah. you are an LA publisher, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably Disney is there, right? Disney yeah, publishing. Oh, oh maybe it is. Um, I don't even know. Maybe I don't not. Know. I don't maybe either. they're in New York. If I don't you know. are a Disney publisher, yes. Please send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> Leave us a review. Leave us a review. <laughs> tell me what terrible accent to say it in, so I can hand it over to Corinne and she can do it instead. <laughs> 
So you're in Boston. So I'm in Boston. So I decided to find a job in publishing. Um, so I got on Craigslist, uh, which was still a big job market uh, site back then. This was 2005, I guess. Um, and I applied to a few editorial assistant jobs. Um, wasn't really getting any responses. I didn't really have a ton of like office experience under my belt at that point. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm a, a young American woman. I have a healthy sense of my own worthlessness. So I'll start at the very bottom. <laughs> I, I don't I have any pretensions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, so I got an internship at this tiny, tiny math journal publisher. Um, and that was my first publishing job. And I just worked my ass off. And uh, like two weeks in, they promoted me to editorial assistant. And then I got another promotion at some point within the next year or so mm. and then went on to my illustrious career. Damn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And now for the illustrious yeah. career. Yes, let's get into that. <laughs> All right. So you eventually came to ebooks as your thing and it's you you started in 2005 in publishing. You just said that, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it seems like you're preceding that like by just a few years, ebooks coming into uh, into the world. Yeah, so you were there for the very beginning. I was there for the very beginning. So I'm gonna actually not answer this question right away. I will answer it in a minute. But it's so funny to me to hear people say that I'm an ebook person, which I think, on paper, I think that's very much true. But I actually don't think of myself as an ebook person. Um, I think of myself as an automated publishing person, which I say with air quotes. Um, which definitely crosses over into ebooks, and I'll explain more what that means probably at some point tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so uh, that that first job that I had at this math journal publisher was actually my first exposure to what's called automated publishing, which is where you so instead of having someone write in a Microsoft Word file and then you put that into at that time it was Quark. Um, InDesign was just getting its foothold. Um, now it's InDesign. Um, so instead of doing that, you would have them write in some sort of like markup language like uh, HTML or XML. So at, in the math journal, it was this language called LaTeX, um, which is a very science markup language, which supports like equations and scientific formulas and that sort of thing. Um, and so then once you have your your manuscript in this markup language, you can just push a button and spit out a laid out book like print file. And also spit out an ebook file if you want. We actually didn't make ebooks at that company. We only did print. Um, but it was all automated. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got my job. My next job was at O'Reilly Media, um, which is another sort of trailblazer in the automated publishing world. They did XML publishing. Um, so when, when I started there, I actually... Uh, was doing the InDesign workflow side of things, and I was very print focused again. And um, was I was a production editor, so I was you know looking through manuscripts, proofreading, looking through laid out pages, marking up all the bad line breaks, all the bad page breaks. Um, but at the same time, ebooks were just starting to explode. Um, so I think they really started making their mark in like two thousand eight ish. Yeah, so. I kind of saw that happening, and I had started learning a little bit of HTML at the time. Um, I really didn't know much computer programming, um, but I just thought it seemed like something I should know about, so I decided to crack one open and figure out how to make one. Um, it turns out they're just HTML files inside with a bunch of other stuff. Um, 
So yeah, I taught myself how to do an ebook, um, and I, I started by making them from InDesign, and I've since progressed from there. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which we will talk more about. Yes, later. yes. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of people still do. That. Yes, that's how oh, it's man. taught. That's how we were taught. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions about that. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear them. Um, Can yeah. I ask a dumb question? Sure, sure. Um, it's something I've always wanted to know, but like. In in mathematics books, yes. How do people actually input all of those equations? Because it's not like on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've never really known how people do it. Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a few different answers to this, and it depends on how the book is being published. So again, at that journal publisher, because we were using this LaTeX markup language. Um, they actually could mark up these equations right in this language. So they would write like a, a tag around something like, I don't know, like a superscript tag or something around an N and then, a, you know, the slash. And there's, you know, there's just all this like special markup to say, you know, this goes on top of the equation. This goes on bottom. This is the next piece. I don't know math. So yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say the right words, but I don't actually know them. There's a, a diddly do over yeah. here and a squiddly exactly. do down here. Denominators in there somewhere. <laughs> um, so that's like the, the easiest way to write math is if you're doing it right in markup. Um, and there's more modern ways now. So there's um, very web fr- friendly uh, languages like MathJax. Um, or uh, uh, I'm blanking on the other one, um, uh, but they're sort of made to be uh, compatible with websites. And so, anyone who wants to be able to write a mathematical equation into a computer has to know some kind of markup language, right? Um, so that's not necessarily true. Most of them do. I think it's especially if you're a person who's writing these kinds of books, you've been through like a master's program. And a lot of the times part of doing that is just learning these languages, um, because this is what all the math journals expect. And when you're doing journal publishing, you have to do whatever they tell you to do. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to uh, our episode with Jihad Moment. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I listened to that one. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so the other way is you can just make it as an image, um, and just plop it right into the book as an image file, right. oh, um, okay. which is not friendly for, um, ebooks. ebooks. No. Well, it's actually okay oh. for ebooks. Um, it's not friendly for accessible reading. So, right. um, yeah, people because with, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, what is that called? Mm. Right. Yeah. Flow. Right. Yeah. yeah it doesn't it doesn't flow, flow. And also because it's just this fixed image, you know, if someone who's vision impaired is trying to do like the read aloud function or something, the it's just like image. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 So that's actually a big uh, thing that people are trying to solve for ebooks specifically right now is figuring out how to get more accessible handling for math and chemistry and all that sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, talk more about ebooks. So you okay. started doing that I, before I interrupted you to ask how math works. <laughs> <laughs> and I did my best to answer. I'm not a math job. person. I, I understand a lot more now. Yeah. 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 Because all I knew, because um, I had to uh, do some language books in college mm-hmm. and it was, there were a lot of symbols in there yes. that are not on the keyboard. Yes. And I didn't like the way it looked, but it was kind of all I could figure out to do mm-hmm. at the time with no guidance. And so I was like, someone knows how to do this the right way. Yeah. 
Yeah, interestingly, the the handling for that sort of thing is the same as the handling for math. It's just uh, it's much better supported. So a lot of font files have uh, built-in handling for all of those different language symbols. So if you just know the code to put in, then it'll pop right up. Is it called a Unicode? Yeah, Unicode oh, is, a, is one of them. I mean, it says it when you like <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. go to Unicode yeah. symbol. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Don't give like, me that oh, wow. much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got this analog system set up right yeah, now. Oh, I know. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> and that's why we're friends. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, All right. So okay, you just yes. kind of started ebooks because you thought it was something you should know. Yeah, exactly. So I just dove in and that was really my foray into programming in general. Um, like I said, I had tried to learn or I had started learning some HTML and CSS. Um, so I really pushed myself to learn more. Um, I told my dad that I would make him a website just as a way of learning. Um, and at the same time, I learned the other little ins and outs of EPUB. Um, there's a few other little specification things that that are part of it. Um, yeah, and then from there, I just dove deeper and deeper into the um, programming side of things, um, the technology side of publishing. Um, and so I ended up, uh, running the ebook development program at O'Reilly for a while. Um, and then fully transitioned over into programming and helped them do some web app development stuff around helping people actually make books, um, using automated publishing. (laughs) Automated publishing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I almost feel like you've answered the next question, which is um, yes. how have you seen publishing technologies evolve over the course of your career? Do you have any? Well, I want. I do want to add more. Yeah. I do want to say more. Yes, please, please. <laughs> uh, I'll talk. This is where I'm going to talk more about automated publishing. Um, so, <laughs> the way automated publishing for most publishers worked um, originally was it was all based around this language called XML, which is um, it's a markup language that you can use for anything. It's very customizable so you can make up tags for any kind of thing um yes question just uh later can you explain to me the difference <laughs> i can okay. cut that out <laughs> yeah 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 um, that's okay <laughs> explain to me the difference between xhtml and xml at some point i'm going it to right even now have to be on mic okay I'm diving in. that's where we're headed Yay. You, <laughs> you jumped ahead all right Sorry. so yeah so XML, you can make up your own tags. So like you could make up a tag set just for like the furniture in your house. So you could have tags for like table um, or chair or uh, I don't know, cup. Um, and then you would use those tags to tag all the different kinds of tables in your house. So your dining room table and your coffee table would both use the tag table because they're both kinds of tables. And all the chairs in your house, your armchair and your kitchen chairs, would both use chair tags. Um, So XML, part of its name is extensible, which means customizable. Um, And that's all it means is you can just make up any kind of tag set that you want to make up. Um, So XHTML um, is just a version of HTML. So HTML is the language behind the web. So any website that you look at, that's all actually HTML code um, behind the scenes. Um, And HTML is a version of XML, but it's a version that the tags are predetermined. So you only have this set list of tags that you can use um, to identify the different parts of your text. 
Um, and it's all about it's all about identifying the parts of your text so that web browsers or whatever else needs to look at that text knows what to do with it, at least a little bit out of the box. So identifying like this is the heading of a page, this is just a paragraph, this is like a sidebar, this is a navigation menu, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the, the biggest shifts actually on the automated publishing side was the shift from XML to HTML. Um, and that opened up a lot of doors for people to do much more web-friendly things. Um, so you can actually use HTML combined with CSS to actually make print layouts. Um, yeah, which, which is really awesome and very magical. Um, so, uh, gosh, I don't even know when it was, but at some point maybe... 2010, yeah. maybe before then. <laughs> 2010 was when people started being like, ebooks are the thing. Yeah, They're yeah. They're the wave of the future. Yeah, so at, at around the same time, um, the people who are in charge of the web kind of uh, made a bunch of improvements to this new part of CSS, which CSS is sort of the companion to HTML. So CSS is what determines how things look Who on the web. Who is in charge of the web? Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, Jeff Illuminati. Bezos. No. <laughs> no, no. Not Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, it's we this, will uh, defeat him. Yes, we will. We will. Uh, it's this organization called the W3C. Um they have various working groups to decide about the rules for all the different parts of the web. So there's like general CSS. Um, there's a whole publishing working group, which I'm a part of. Um, and we get to decide how EPUB works, what the next thing is. So actually we're in the process of determining uh, a spec for audiobooks. Um, Sorry, we're fangirling. <laughs> Amanda and I are freaking out. It's, uh, well. it's no big deal. I didn't know you were that oh cool. man, it's so so rare. <laughs> Usually, when I say things like this, people's eyes just sort of glaze over. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll continue, please. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so a bunch of people who are actually part of that group helped to create this new version of CSS that's actually just for print. Um, so you can do things with CSS like set the trim size of a book or set your like margin widths. Um, and and this, this isn't used yet? or It is used. It is used. So yeah, um, that's part of what Moving, I'm doing. That's yeah. in the future. That's yeah, in yeah. the future we'll talk about. <laughs> well, yeah. So that was one of the huge developments. So actually when I was at O'Reilly, I helped them transition from using XML to using HTML because we could use this new CSS to make our print books. Yeah, so then we could have a fully HTML um, tool chain where we're making our EPUBs with HTML, we're making our print books with HTML. It's all using CSS, um, and it just makes things a lot more streamlined. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Um, So... So, how do you feel about print books versus like ebooks? Like, what are what are your um, proclivities? I guess I've had a lot of one eighties over the years on this topic. Um, I, so, as I said, I started out very print centric. I was making print books exclusively. Um, I cared a lot about how many lines were on the last page of a chapter. Every single hyphen on every page uh, got checked. 
<laughs> um, and then I kind of 180'd and went fully digital. So all I cared about was like reflowable. Everything has to be reflowable. Stop worrying about hyphens. Stop worrying about line breaks up to a point. Like there, of course, there's a, a reader usability um, aspect there, but I definitely scaled back on my um, standards mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. That's a lot more um, mental flexibility that I'm used to from a production manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I love production managers, but I'm used to them being very much like this is the way it is all the time. Yeah. Mm. I think my thing is I care a lot about efficiency. Ah, um, so for yes. me, it was all about the efficiency of the workflow and it helped that I was working at a company at the time where um, we didn't care about balanced pages. Um, we had slightly less strict uh, print layout requirements. So I could take some liberties. Um, so, you know, if we had an inch at the bottom of one page and, you know, two inches at the bottom of the other page, like whatever, that was fine. Um, and it was fine with our readers, too. It's sort of an accepted thing because it was more academic and reference. Sure. Uh, people aren't just reading for pleasure. Right. It's right. less distracting. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, you know why yeah. you're here. You're not right. here for aesthetics. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Here you're not learn. here for fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> um, so uh, after O'Reilly, I moved over to Macmillan and I was building their first automated book tool chain there um, using HTML and CSS again. Um <clears throat> And I, again, 180'd and came back to uh, caring more about print from working there and just um, working more on the trade side, talking to more trade designers and really realizing that it was very much a user experience question. And so while I still care a great deal about efficiency, um, I don't want to take away from that quality that people are expecting when they're reading a print book. And that's really important. Print books have evolved over hundreds of years and they've been perfected over all this time. So the experience that people are used to seeing, uh, I think is really valuable. Um, and, uh, people may not know it, but if they didn't see that quality in their print books, I think that they would really kind of be taken out of the experience a little yeah. bit oh for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's the most important thing I find with editing too it's like yeah. that's that's the argument you give to people when you're making a query is like this takes me out of the right. story yeah. like yeah, you know totally. you're supposed to be in, absorbed in it. it's almost like meditative yeah it's exactly like anything yeah. that takes you out of the out of the material is bad yeah yeah like yeah. it's the one overriding yeah thing in a book right in, right in any design sense um <clears throat> So you have a lot of mental flexibility going back from ebook to print, print to ebook. Have sure. you encountered people? Well, okay. In my <laughs> no, no, in sure. my limited, experience. I'm just bad at taking, <laughs> you know, hearing nice things about myself. So. Uh, <laughs> typical woman. Um, <laughs> um, so do you find yourself? Um, coming up against resistance with publishing people who are more like traditional or like into one or the other <laughs> yes. because I know a lot of people who I don't mean a lot of people who are comfortable going back and forth mm. firm yes <laughs> um, so the Macmillan experience is a really great example of that where I was working with these editors um, so we were developing this initially for the tour.com new imprint where they were publishing novellas it was really exciting um, they did not have a huge budget they wanted to be able to take risks on new authors and this new format 
Um, so we thought we it would be a great testing ground for this new production um, platform. And, and Tor, yeah. does, Tor does science fiction. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So it's all mm-hmm. sci-fi. So Tor.com uh, is actually their website and their website launched their own imprint, oh, uh, which is really hilarious. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really awesome that yeah. they published some really wonderful books and they're nice and short, which is great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about our reading yes. habits. Yes, <laughs> we sure will. Um, so I was working with these editors who uh, still were, were fairly entrenched in the old school way of thinking about print, where they wanted to be able to fix every single line break and every single page break. Um, and the, the tools that we had at the time, um, even though they're pretty advanced, they're still very much based around efficiency and doing things really quickly. And it's really hard to do quality control like that with those kinds of tools. Um, so I did manage to build in some controls for them into the tool to, tool that I build, built for them. Um, but it's definitely not nearly as fine-tuned as the c- control that you would get with like InDesign or some other hands-on layout program. I don't know if any other exists. Yeah. Uh, mm, except yet. for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of one. <laughs> I saw it on the I, Yes. <laughs> So I'm trying not to jump into that yet because I know we're saving that for later, but that's sort of where I'm headed is I wanted to make something that would still let people do things quickly, but also give them some control over. And now we're making. seeing what the problem is and yeah. why that uh, problem exists too. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So a lot of purists going this is not what I think it should be. Right. Yeah. So we definitely, there was some headbutting. Um, de- we had a lot of meetings where they would say, well, but we just really need this. And I would have to kind of dance around it. Um, I'm also kind of a ask for forgiveness, not permission person. Sure. Um, yeah. Good for yeah. You. yeah. I know. So I, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I, uh, I'm just a, a person with a vision and a passion for it. Well, so I'm going to do whatever knows, it takes. If yeah. nobody knows what you're doing, how do you ask for permission? That's right. True. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I did my best to explain it. Um, but I think it ultimately came down to, you just have to see, you guys are just going to have to see how it works see what readers say, mm-hmm. see how the product looks in the end. And I think once they did see a lot of those concerns sort of melted away to a certain extent, I know the production editors still had to kind of filter out some of those kinds of requests um, when they were working on the books. And the production editors also put in more manual labor than I would have liked them to, again, because they have really high standards and I don't blame them for it. I was a produ- production editor. Also, I totally understand. Um, but they just, it's not, it's not a tool chain that lends itself to doing that kind of manual work. It takes, it actually takes a lot longer to do that sort of thing with these automated tool chains than it would with if you were just like moving a box up in InDesign. Mm, right. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you prefer to read? Oh, well, again, as a person who cares a lot about practicality and efficiency. Uh, I can't really... believe you're not a Virgo. <laughs> I really can't. I just keep hearing you say, like, efficiency, and I'm like, you're one I of was us. raised by a Virgo father. Yeah, so, so that, okay. <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. Okay. That explains yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. It, it really does. does. Okay, sorry. Go on. Um, so it really depends on my lifestyle at the time. So when I was in New York, I was actually reading exclusively on my phone. Thank you. Everyone... Yeah. Uh, you're the first person I've seen who hasn't been like, oh, people reading on their phones. That's so dumb. Oh, man. And I'm like, uh, no way. Uh, except Brie. Brie likes reading on her phone. Too. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I took the subway to and from work every day. It was at least a 45-minute ride, and I always had my phone with me. I didn't want to carry around a bunch of books. And, like, when you're standing on the subway, you can't, like, hold a book open while you're trying to, like, also hold on to the pole. So it's a lot easier to just hold your phone in and your hand. And even if you do, true. everyone's like, what's she reading? Yes. I oh, God, have yes. actually a very awkward, because I'm, like, a print purist yeah. I'm sure we'll get into later anyway mm-hmm. but I so I worked at HarperCollins when yes. I lived in New York and they had published uh, Jenna Jameson's memoir oh, How man. to Make Love Like a Porn Star <laughs> which I did not realize was loaded with nudie pics oh, like no. in the middle of it and so oh, I was like god. reading it and then I get to that part and I'm like oh my god like who's watching me like read this book <laughs> so anyway that was slightly embarrassing so that's probably like why you should read on your phone I think yeah, that was cool yeah. yeah it was fine whatever but yeah it was yeah, just Embarrassing. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Live out Liberating. loud. Liberating. <laughs> Live out loud. God. I'm not 40 yet. <laughs> Don't make fun of Lori. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Oh, I also listened Soon. to that episode. It was great. Isn't she yeah, good? Right? She was. Really good. I was sad that I was not here for that episode. Yeah. She's I, she. Incredible. Okay. So, have you seen awards for good boys? No. Oh my god. So, <laughs> Is Go it for dogs? <laughs> no. I wish. No. Oh. <laughs> I think good boy. I think like a good Yeah, right, right. It's like when a man does something good for feminism oh, and wants a treat. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. It, it's a whole, it's a, it's a great <laughs> Instagram account. And because we live in this current climate, mm-hmm. they give Instagram people books. However, <laughs> she deserves it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so Lori was like, I don't have a lot of, uh, she's a used bookstore person. Yes. She's like, I don't have a lot of like non-used books, but if you order it from me, you get a discount. And I'm like, can you get me the new awards for good boys? <laughs> <laughs> and so she like texts me the day that the podcast comes out and is like, your book is here. Oh, yay. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I've never really done that before where I like just had someone order a book mm, for me, yeah. which yeah. Uh, as a person who like is trying to have some hope for the world. Sure. I was yeah. like, maybe yeah. I should do this. Yeah. yeah. So I do read mm-hmm. on a Kindle like oh. um, mine, mine from 2011 died. Yeah. And so I stole my husband's from 2014. <laughs> And I don't know what I'm going to do when that dies, but I don't think I'm going to buy another one. Um, well, maybe something new will exist then. Maybe. Yeah, it, mm. um, may- I mean, I'm not saying I'm building anything. I'm just saying <laughs> but things, are, things are changing quickly. So. <laughs> That's going to bring up a question that I haven't put on the list yet. But anyway, oh. I don't remember. We were okay, about- so formats about your your favorite reading. So you read you read on your phone on the train. Yeah, I read on my phone on the on the train. Um, yeah, actually, relatedly to your story of reading yeah. on the train and having people see what you're reading, when Elena Franche's books all came out, oh um, yeah, I was reading those on my phone because that's when I was living in New York, and there was a really nice moment where I was sitting next to this dude who was also reading the same book um, in print, and like I was like, oh, and he like we bonded for a moment, yeah, as you do that's in New York. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is sweet. Yeah, it was nice. Um, so you can still bond when you're reading on the phone. Mm-hmm. You just have to be a little more open about it. Yeah, yeah. You have to hold it like have to hold it yeah. further, further yeah, yeah. away from your face. Crank up the font size so they can really see what's on there. <laughs> I'm just trying to make friends. Yeah, I'm so lonely. Oh God. Um, yeah. So now that I don't take the subway all the time, I'm back to print. Although these days I I'm reading a lot of graphic novels more than um, novels. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, novel novels. Um, although I did read a great book recently, but we'll get to that later too. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> we sure will. <laughs> All right. So we're finally here. Okay. Yeah. What is heteros? So heteros is um, my attempt to solve all those problems that we just talked about where uh, people either can make books really slowly with InDesign, really manually and have them be beautiful or make them really quickly, but give up a lot of that beauty and control that they're used to. Um, So uh, I was working at Macmillan. I was building their automated tool chain. I saw all of this... um, I saw all these problems. Uh, I got a much better sense for what people really want to be doing right now. Um, and, you know, Macmillan is really great. They're really, uh, they're really, they were really liberal with letting me build things that I wanted to build and, and experiment a little bit. Um, but they're also a publishing company and they're not a software company. So they just didn't have the resources to be able to support um, a real like development team the way that I wanted to build it. And I don't think that they, would have had the budget or resources to help me build this thing that I want to build. Um, so I left and I started my own company called Heteris uh, to try and build this tool, um, which is uh, sort of a cross between um, InDesign and automated publishing. So it's all HTML and CSS in the background. Um, and you can actually download the raw HTML or CSS if you want to, but you also have this like visual design tool just like InDesign where you can see your laid out pages right in the browser you can configure your design right in the browser and see how it looks Um, and and it also has controls for like uh, line breaking page breaking that sort of thing Um, a little more pared down and definitely much more book centric than InDesign is so InDesign is really made for any kind of visual design that you want to do which means that it's actually a little bit tricky for publishing designers to get a handle on how to use it because it has so much stuff and a lot of noise for a book designer who only needs to do, you know, a subset of things. Most of the time, of course, there are more complicated books. Um, so I'm sort of just talking about simple prose books right now. Uh, yeah. So we tried to build a simpler tool set, very book centric. So, you know, we have our page breaking window where you go and it has buttons like loosen this line, tighten this line, add a line break here. Um, So like normal person language. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyday Joe language. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, our goal is really to help publishers be able to publish books faster, um, you know, take more risks on authors from uh, more underserved uh, segments of the population. Yeah. and capture, you know, publish publish books like on trend. I know a lot of publishers are trying to do that right now. Look at the Amazon keywords and publish a book that goes along with those. I uh, worked for a startup that did exactly that, oh, actually. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which, which yeah. startup was it? Callisto Media. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Tell you some stories. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I have a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's doesn't deliver here, though. Oh, no. That's so sad. I'm in unincorporated. <laughs> you are. I know. You're like in the Wild West. <laughs> so you said publishing companies. Or, you know, anyone who wants to publish a book. Right now, we're kind of... We're not excluding self-publishers, but we are focusing our like marketing and sales efforts on companies, mainly because we want to get all of those like quality 
uh, standards built into our app. Um, so working with publishers first helps us kind of figure out what people really want, like what makes a professional book. Um, because they know what to complain about because they know right. what people have complained about. <laughs> yeah, to them. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. And then uh, self publishers will also have access to all of that knowledge. Um, okay. Cause when I looked at it, I thought it was more for self publishers when I first looked at the website. Yeah. That's but- so funny. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That's great feedback. <laughs> But like when you say that is for publishers, like that, that makes a lot of sense. But that's also kind of something where you have to like break into people who um, think that they know what they're doing already. Well, I would say they do know what they're doing to a certain extent. Right. But in terms of like software, or the, I, I guess more set in their ways. I mean, the 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 traditional publishing yes, is, yes. is famously set in its ways. There's a lot you know of yeah. training that I have to think about, um, which we're still in beta right now. So that means it's all free. But it also means that I'm not not promising as much as I would promise if I was charging people sure. <laughs> to use it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I we definitely uh, training is a huge thing we're thinking about and documentation. Um, part of my job at Macmillan was actually training uh, people on how to use the things that I was building there. So I got a good sense of how to do that and, you know, how to approach people and um, what terminology to use that they'll sort of latch on to. So do you have some uh, publishers that are already working with you since beta? I yeah, assume, yes. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I've got a, a handful of publishers, um, one person who's like fully on board, ready to go. Uh, she's just waiting for her uh, book to come in. Um, she's a new publisher. So it's it's actually a little bit easier with her because there is no set workflow in place. So we can kind of build a workflow together. So it's sort of my dream partner. Because <laughs> there's so much like open-endedness to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, partner. Yeah, that sounds like an actual yeah. partnership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like she's willing. Me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like she's willing to like hear what I have to say. And I'm listening to her and sort of incorporating her feedback into what I'm building. Um, that's Erewhon Press, um, which is a really exciting new literary publisher. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. In Portland? Or? Uh, no. So she's in New York. She was, uh, she actually used to work at Macmillan too. We didn't know each other then, but I remember seeing her in the hallway mm-hmm. uh, and I actually ran into her at a conference recently. Um, and she was like, oh, you're Nelly. I've heard about what you're doing and I actually really want to talk to you. So, uh, we. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then I've got a couple other publishers who are in the like beta testing for their own purposes phase where they're like deciding if they want to partner with us uh and test for us so that's that's a lot of pressure yes yeah oh my god i really like i really have to try and be charming and give them everything they want um Mm -hmm. which you know i want to give them what they want so it's not that hard but it is a lot of pressure well that's the whole startup thing right (laughs) yes like you have to be like i'm so great yeah. Do yeah. the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll wear a gray turtleneck for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or a black true. turtleneck if you're oh, Elizabeth and a gray, Holmes. And a gray hoodie. And a gray. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> no. Steve Jobs is the black turtleneck. Yes. Right. And yes. Mark Zuckerberg is the gray. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Elizabeth Holmes. She was just trying to be like Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah she was true. She was trying right, right. to model herself after Steve yeah, Jobs. Right. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's reading Bad Blood. I am. Oh. Yes. Yeah. We just like talking about horrible people yeah we don't like talking to them no just i don't want to have her on the podcast do we already ask about the uh, thoughts about the future of publishing basically right no. no all right let's ask that one okay 
What are your thoughts about the future of publishing? Yeah, so I think that publishing uh, is going in a really interesting direction right now. So right now, especially, I think there's kind of an explosion of like small apps that are trying to do one part of the publishing process, like trying to streamline one part of the publishing process. So my app, of course, is an example of that. Um, there's things like Calibrio Reader, which is trying to tackle online reading. Um, yeah, we're buds on Twitter. Yeah, Lars Wallen. <laughs> yeah, so he's a really great guy. He's one of my people you should watch recommendations. Cool. Um, there's people like, um, I can't remember the name of the company, but their product is Masterplan. Um, the CEO is Ken Jones. Uh, so he's trying to tackle like, uh, I guess, discovering uh, book content and sort of helping publishers find a way to share their book content without giving it, making it all or nothing and without having okay. to create like, this is my sampler file. This is my like web, my like Amazon look inside the book file and this is my print file. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and, and a variety of other publishers, I think there are some distribution, uh, or a, a variety of other apps, so I think there are some distribution apps out there, um, and we're just seeing this explosion of uh, smaller people tackling one little thing, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's going to evolve over the next few years, and we're yeah. going to see... Um, a lot of market share either get taken from the big guys or the big guys are just going to buy all the small guys uh, mm -hmm. and yeah. further yeah. monopolize the market. Yeah, um, I'm on the <laughs> fence. I'm, I'm a little bit of a cynic in that regard. So we'll see which way things shake out. Um, I would love to see a smaller uh, world. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but we're also, I think uh, digital reading has not stopped evolving. Um, I think that there's a lot of changes that are going to happen over the next, I don't know, 10 years or so. Um, it's taken a, a long time to get publishers on board with EPUB um, and to get them making EPUBs. Um, but I think that uh, publishers are now kind of feeling frustrated around EPUB mm -hmm. as a publishing format. Sure. Less because of the format and more because of the devices that it's limited to being read on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of restrictions that those devices add that EPUB as a format actually supports a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the devices just don't support that. Are people still, are we still about devices or do you think it's just moving to people's phones? Yeah, no, I think you're right, phones. Um, and in the phone ecosystem, it would be the apps that are the, the limitations. So okay. the apps support more. So like the Kindle app, the iBooks app, or I guess it's just books now. Um, they support more than like the old school Kindles, but they still have limitations that they put on the uh, EPUB format. Um, and I think also readers are also discovering that, you know, e-books e are great, um, again, for, uh, you know, reading on the go or very practical reasons. Um, but they just don't compare to print reading in terms of getting lost in the experience. Um, again, because print has evolved over so long and e-books are still very young. Um, so I think that there's a lot uh, that will happen in terms of figuring out the best way to present content digitally to people. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that we've found that yet. Um, and again, like I said, the W3C uh, Publishing Working Group. So we've been talking a lot about what the next format might be. Um, we were talking a lot about developing a web book format mm -hmm. specifically. So yeah. separate from EPUB. Um, 
but it would have a lot of the same things as EPUB, um, but specifically before any kind of web publication. Oh, okay. And that actually just recently got stalled, uh, mainly because, again, uh, we were having trouble getting publishers to agree to use it. And if people aren't going to use it, then there's no real point in pursuing it until people are really ready. Right. But it's sort of a chicken and egg thing because... Because you have to make people do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't exist, then what are people going to do? Yeah. And publishers, you know, they're, as I said, they're not tech companies. They need some guidance in that regard. So they need people to help them um, get there. Mm -hmm. So why Portland? (laughs) We need a break. (laughs) No. (laughs) Please don't say Portland, India. I don't think you will. Oh, my God. Why would she do that? I I didn't think she would. But you never know. People come here for lots of reasons. No, not at all. So uh, I I was living in New York. I was working at Macmillan. Uh, I quit my job there to start Heteris. Um, and I was no longer receiving an income, so I could no longer afford to live in the sure, city. Sure, <laughs> As you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, one of the women who I was actually, uh, supposed to found the company with, um, actually already lived in Portland. So oh. I just figured it'd be easier. I had to move anyways, and it'd be easier if we were in the same place. Um, and I was from the West coast also, so I had a bunch of family out here. Um, so I just did it. Uh, and yeah, that was, uh, I guess last April, April, 2018, um, or somewhere around there, maybe February. I don't remember. Um, yeah. So it's a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I've really yeah. fell in love with this town. Mm-hmm. I don't think I will move back to New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cheers. Um, Sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, sadly, I do think I will have to be bi-coastal for a while just because, most of the people that I'm trying to work with are in New York right. um, and I need to have a physical presence there for a while. So uh, there will be a lot of travel in my future for the next year or two, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay. I can handle it. Although, you know, global warming is making plane rides a lot less pleasant. Uh, that's true. <laughs> also true. Yeah. 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 Well, we have more remote working. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. <laughs> so my other founder is actually in Brooklyn also. Um, so we do a lot of Google Hangouts and oh, okay. yep. uh, lots of online uh, code merges and that sort of thing. <laughs> that makes it sound like a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you have questions about. Oh, I do have questions. Yeah. <laughs> so the next question so um, we saw in our research that you're a drummer. Oh, yeah. Have you joined a band here in Portland yet? Oh, well, I tried to have a jam sesh with one of my new Portland friends. Yeah. Um, she plays the bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ac- it actually went really great. Um, I think we had really similar styles, uh, so we were coming up with some cool stuff. Um, the problem with having a startup is that you do not have a lot of spare time or mental energy. <laughs> Um, so we sort of hit a wall where I was going on a bunch of trips in a row. So, um, we didn't schedule a new thing. And then I was just sort of like, I'm tired. Yeah. Like I'm either thinking about work all the time or I'm working all the time. Um, which I do, I do take some time off. I go to the movies. I That's good. play D&D. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. know that you hate D&D. I don't hate <laughs> it. I'm just bad. At, I just, it's just not me. Okay. I don't, I don't hate it. I it's just okay. hate it You're allowed me. to hate it. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's a great distinction. It's totally fair. <laughs> 
There are plenty of things I hate for me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm a horror movie fan, so I'm used to people hating things I love. I love horror movies. Yeah. That too. Yeah. 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 So it's like a Venn diagram. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly like that. Okay. I have a follow. And you're in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I have a follow up question to the drummer question. So, um, do you know about like the recent drama with Slater Kinney? Oh, I heard a hint. I think their drummer quit recently. Yeah. 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 What yeah. do you think about that? Are you are you a fan of them? I, or do you know their, their music at all? I mean, I definitely know their music and listen to them. I would not describe myself as like their like super fan. Like I didn't go to their most recent shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also but you don't went to really... some shows if you yeah. didn't go to their most recent oh, shows. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. have seen them before. Um, yeah. Actually, I saw them in Seattle like way back in the day. Uh, they when played they like one of the big cool. fests. Yeah, yeah, when they were when they were still cool, yeah. and they actually yelled at people for playing hacky sack in the back of the audience, which was kind of what a bunch of cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for yeah. being a huge festival, like give them a break. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. We gotta yeah. let people play hacky which sack. Which festival was it? It was Bumbershoot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, yeah, that's shitty. Okay, yeah, yeah fuck them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have reversed I mean, my opinion on they're Twitter. still trailblazing women in rock yeah, and roll. Right. So we'll give them that. Yeah. yeah, they definitely deserve credit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until they turn into cops. Yes. Until exactly. they turn. Yeah. No cops. Yeah. yeah. No cops. No cops allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. What other questions do we have? Uh, um. Let's see. What bloggers should people follow if they're interested in learning oh. more about digital publishing, other than you or companies? Uh, yeah. Or, companies. or like yes. Cal- Calibrio. Yes, for I made a list for myself because oh. I, I have a tendency to as soon as I'm on the spot, every name that I've ever heard will mm-hmm. fall out of my head. Don't you love so, when that happens in interviews? Oh that my happens god! To me all the, especially when they're like, "What are you reading right now?" Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, yes." I'm like, I oh. ask you that every. I know, <laughs> and I know I have no answer. Now I have an answer. Last year, I didn't read anything, so I had no nothing but uh change i know i know give us a review corinne (laughs) i'm gonna do it tonight i told you i will i promise Ugh. anyway sorry go on (laughs) um okay so i have a list of people and companies and things um so laura brady of course is sort of a another trailblazing woman in epub uh she's great um, Lars Wallen, who is the founder of Calibrio, um, Rachel Comerford, she works at Macmillan Learning, and she actually is very passionate about accessibility and accessibility and digital reading, especially. And uh, she's very vocal about it. Um, and she's a great person to learn from. I would love to talk about that. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. You should talk to her. She's amazing. And they, uh, Macmillan Learning actually has done some really awesome stuff. I think they're one of the first companies to be fully have their ebooks actually fully certified accessible. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, there's this organization called pagedmedia.org who has done really awesome stuff around trying to build open source tools for publishers to use. So we actually use one of their tools in our app. Um, they've built a, uh, page layout tool. Um, it's very developer centric, um, but anyone can use it and it, it's what powers our ability to make that, that laid out page preview, uh, right in the browser. Um, so they have a few people, who work for them. Adam Hyde is their leader. Julie Blanc uh, is a really amazing person on their team. And then Fred Chasen is also a great person. Uh, and then a list of names, Wendy Reed, who is on the W3C, uh, Dave Kramer, Svia Siegman, all W3C people um, who are doing amazing things. Uh, Wendy works 
at uh, Rakuten Kobo, I think. Kobo Rakuten, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, they're still doing a lot of cool things with digital reading. Um, Dave works at Hachette and Svia works at, uh, again, Wiley. Um, and then BookNet Canada, uh, which puts on my very favorite publishing conference, Ebook Craft. Oh, um, it's okay. where all the true publishing tech nerds gather. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a niche. Yeah, yeah, I it's definitely so. niche. But I always learn something there, um, and uh, it's just this great sort of convening of people who really care about digital publishing. And there's always a strong emphasis on accessibility. Um, and just they cover pretty much every topic under the sun in terms of digital publishing. So I've given a few talks there, actually. Um, yeah, it's really great. And then they BookNet actually has a blog uh, that's also really great. And they publish things just about digital publishing or automated publishing or whatever under the sun. Yeah. So that's my list. Awesome. Thank you. That's, well, list. that's a lot. I'm yeah. going to, I don't, I'm going to go follow all of them. <laughs> yes, you should. I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So what so. are you reading? Oh, well, so, um, I said I'm mostly reading graphic novels right now. So I just started Neil Gaiman's, uh, Sandman. Oh my God. Yes. Um, I'm on the first, the first book right now. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's been described as one of the greatest gra- graphic novels ever. And I am uh, starting to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, previously the last like book book that I read was, uh, the latest and last book in the Night Watch book series, which is this Russian vampire sci-fi series. Um, they made a couple movies of them. The movies are not as good as the books. Um, uh, they're really wonderful. I kind of, I fell in love with Russian writing back when I was reading the classics with like Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. Um, there's some, I don't know if it's like the translation of the language or something, but it tends to I love to like Crime be, and Punishment. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like one of my favorite, I mean, maybe it's a horror fan thing. Uh, that's possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wrote my uh, college thesis actually on um, Brothers Karamazov. It's Dostoevsky. They're similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Russian writers tend to be, uh, there's just something about the way that they write like dialogue and interpersonal interactions that I love. Um, so this guy wrote these like vampire books, but they just feel very Russian to me, but they're still like very light and fun. Um, and the last one I think was called like, I think it was called sixth watch. Uh, and yeah, it was great. I had yeah. a great time. I'm actually <laughs> reading, um, uh, Neil Gaiman's North, uh, Norse mythology right now. Oh, wow. So when cool. you said that, I was like, yeah, and i haven't read anything he's done since um i read american gods several years ago. oh wow this is this is my first reading of anything he's done yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i've never read one of his graphic novels but it was just like my mom sent it to me and was like you like Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember why she sent it i really (laughs) know about him because he's like best friends with tori amos yeah and i'm a huge tori amos fan they were best friends they're a super amanda palmer jealous I don't fucking care. Yeah. She, <laughs> honestly, Ayo. like they're back in the day, she like said some really shitty things about Tori. That's so I'm why not I a was huge Amanda Palmer. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not no, a Amanda Palmer fan. Get, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't worry. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I kind of had this like knee jerk reaction against Neil Gaiman just because of like all of the 
I guess there's a lot of like indie fanboyness yeah. around him. Yes. Yeah, totally. Not just boys, you know, fan, and, oh, yeah, general, I've fan but, people, fan right. girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I was kind of looking askance at because yeah. I'm a judgy prick. I'm so. also judgy. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm judgy. Um, Welcome. Yeah, to the <laughs> judgy room. But I don't want to be. So like, I I recognize that it's very silly of me to like resist reading his books because I just because of this reason that people like him. Like that. Oh God, how hipster! How hipster of me. <laughs> yes. Whatever. I used yeah. to like the Dresden dolls when I was That's okay. <laughs> That's <you're> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Sandman is really great so far. I'm about halfway through the first awesome. book. And then Nightwatch, you said. Uh, so, this book was called Sixth Watch, but it's in the Nightwatch series. So, start from the beginning. They're all great. They're all very fun. Awesome. Corinne. Okay. Well, I'm ready. This week, I'm ready. I'm still reading Bad Blood. Um, which is awesome. I did get the large print edition because it is always the first edition that comes available at the library when there's like a waiting list. Everyone thinks they're too good for it. Yeah, Everyone's like, my eyes work just fine. I'll get regular. And you're like, if you click on, on large print, there's like a shorter list for it. And it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. I think there were like, 200 or 300 holds in the Multnomah County Library for like the regular version of the book and this one it was like 40 or something and I got it like three weeks after I was on the waiting list so I was like fuck yeah large print yeah I'm almost sorry that we're telling people that it's that good of a I know maybe we should edit it out you can decide I'm not going to because I love our listeners yeah okay leave us a good review (laughs) (laughs) the library is great though right yeah it's amazing love the library that's where I got sixth watch I was just browsing the shelves yeah a rare event yeah I found it there mm-hmm. there it is yeah they're always there when you need them the yeah. library yeah I think that's honestly the only I'm reading another Jen Kirkman book um yeah it's called um uh, I know what I'm doing and other lies I tell myself so do you know who she is uh I feel like I've heard of this book she's a comedian yeah yes. okay. yeah she has a couple yes. like Netflix specials and yes. stuff so and I love her um so anyway I just finished reading her other book so I started on this one so nice. she was nice. the first one to um complain about Louis CK and she sure was oh wow she yeah. sure was Ooh. yeah she and she complains about Bernie Bros constantly also. Oh, I went God. to see her actually in like her show or whatever. I think it was like a year or two ago here. And she said something about Bernie. And I swear to God, like 10 man buns just got shit. up and like walked out. <laughs> it was beautiful. Anyway. So, yeah. But <laughs> it was wonderful. Anyway, what are you reading? Neil Gaiman. Oh, Norse you already said that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah, that's about yeah. it. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. You're always reading like six books. Oh, Oh, I was reading some that I stopped reading. I was reading It. Uh Oh, Oh. I tried to read that. I, so, (laughs) oh, my God. I think I made it about halfway. I I made it 30% through and I was like, I was just waiting for, I was skipping things and going to the scary part. Yes, yes. I've seen it already. Totally. I saw, you know, the old one and then I watched the new movie and then I was just like, I know what happens. I don't want to read about killing gay people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't want to, like, it's really violent and misogynist. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's Stephen like, King's writing of women is really And you can tell he, uncomfortable. he's, mm. like, trying to critique it. Yeah. But it's, like, not quite. Yeah, I think he definitely is one of the classic people who does the, like, abuse of women as a plot point or a way to drive oh the God. plot forward. You know what like, that uh, is? It's an award for good boys. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like abuse, but I'm going to exploit it. Yeah, for my totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I will watch Doctor Sleep though. Oh, I don't know about Doctor <gasps> Sleep. I've never seen. You that knew either. about the book, right? No. Oh. It's the sequel to The Shining. Oh, oh my gosh. I think my friends were just talking about it the other day, actually. Yeah, he it came out in like 2013, 14. Okay. And it was good. I mean, it's not The Shining, but yeah, like, sure. it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. All right. I've never read The Shining. I've only seen oh. Kubrick, which of course I've heard is not, not the book, not approved by Stephen King. Yes, yeah, right, but- right. <laughs> Yeah. Apples and oranges. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you can like both. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. I'll Unless, maybe it'll be my next book. My yeah. next book book. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mm. know anymore. After reading it, I'm questioning everything. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, even from seeing the movie, the various movies of it, that it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's also yeah. just not my I don't know. I like um I'm not into like the whole nostalgic childhood mm. thing. But I do. Yeah, I did like Salem's Lot. That's the one. That oh, I loved me. that book. Yeah, it scared me so much. My mom told me mm-hmm. that when she read it, she got so scared she put it in the freezer. Oh, <laughs> just like in Friends. Oh, my God. oh maybe <laughs> I, isn't that a Catholic thing <laughs> to put things in the freezer it, that you think are demonic? I've never oh, read that. Is I've, it? I don't know. She, uh, Corinne's the Catholic. Yeah, so that's ah. why I'm asking. I've my never mom, heard my that. My mom was too. I don't know. She'll probably tell me after this. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, hell is fiery or something. Get it cold. Maybe. Uh, Could be. Yeah, I don't like know. You're sealed <laughs> in know. there in the cold, and you're going to be in there for a thousand. I don't know. Yeah, Catholics do such weird shit. I mean, there's no, <laughs> That's like, where telling. people, like, would put the exorcist book yeah. in the freezer. Yeah. That's, oh like, whenever gosh. you hear about someone, yeah. like, I'm so scared of this book, I put <laughs> right. it in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That would not occur to me. No. I don't yeah. know. I guess Mm-mm. it's a thing you do. You take away its power take away its heat yeah maybe that's what it is (laughs) i don't know (laughs) all right well uh you got anything else to plug yeah headers.com uh app.headers.com if you want to just jump in and start playing around otherwise you can just read about it on our website uh it's totally free uh available to anyone you just create an account you don't need to have a credit card or anything um and we would love to hear feedback so uh even if you are a self-publisher, please go ahead and play around and tell us how it is working. You can email me directly at Nelly at Heteris.com. There you go. Yeah. I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you did a plug. <laughs> um, we're on Facebook at Hybrid Pub Scout. We're on Twitter at Hybrid Pub Scout. We are on Instagram at Hybrid Pub Scout Pod. And then go to our website, sign up for our newsletter. We're gonna, um, I'm going to force my husband to read some smut soon. <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but it's really happening soon mm-hmm. now that I um, uh, put in notice for my job and I'm going to be not having a job in a couple weeks. So uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Welcome so. to my world, except that I do have a job, <laughs> but I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. I have no idea. If you got stuff that you want me to get into... I'm very, uh, she's very smart. She's very talented. (laughs) I'm also just game. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. So if something sounds fun, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She's open-minded. I am. Yeah. Anyway, so cool party. Mm -hmm. You got anything else to say, Corinne? I don't think so. All right, everyone. Thanks for giving a rip about books.